Welcome everyone to episode five of the Straight Talk podcast. We are back on that Brock Lesnar schedule, but every time we come back, we come back with another banger. I'm your host, as always, SES Vince. It's been a long time coming, but we're here with another great episode. Today, we're going to be talking about the NBA All-Star starters and pre- and reserves, making our predictions for those guys. I have a great guest with me today, uh, former co-host of the Smack Rock podcast and from the Mean Jelly Bean YouTube channel and Mean Jelly Bean Memes Facebook page, my very good friend, Mr. 8984 himself, Aaron Real Petty, RN. How you doing, my man? What's good, bro? How you been? I've been good, man. I think this is the first podcast we've been able to do since I left straight uh, Smack Rock Podcast. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I think it, I think it is actually. Yeah did did we do a takeover thirty one together? Oh yeah, I think we did. We did do a takeover. Like well, you had well, I guess it didn't count because you hadn't officially left yet. Yeah, I think a takeover. I think it was like a takeover. I think it was uh, what was it like Finn Balor versus Adam Cole, the main events. And I did like my whole like uh, uh, kind of like goodbye speech with like the whole yeah. Shawn Michaels losing my smile <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Uh, uh, for uh, new new listeners, uh, if you don't know, we're uh, kind of like a variety podcast. We mostly talk NBA. We talk some wrestling, but we also do some nerdy shit. We had uh, episode four with Matt Ritter, uh, my co-host of the Smack and the Raw podcast. Go ahead and check it out. Uh, we talked about pro wrestlers as Pokemon gym leaders. It was a very, very fun uh, program. We kind of like ran through our own little region. Go ahead and check it out if you haven't. That's episode four. Probably dropped it like sometime over the summer, but go ahead and definitely check it out. It yeah, was very, that far ago? I don't know, man. I got to go ahead and check the timestamp, but uh, we're barely on episode five. So like I said, we're on that Brock Lesnar schedule, but every time <laughs> we come back, we come back with a vengeance. And with a banger. So let's not waste any time, guys. Let's go ahead and start uh, by recapping uh, the Western Conference uh, starters that were announced this past Thursday on TNT. And um, the West starters are LeBron James. He is the leading vote getter, so he's going to be the captain of the team. Uh, followed by Kawhi Leonard, Nikola Jokic, Stephen Curry, and big controversial here, uh, Luka Doncic uh, got the second starting guard, uh, backward spot instead of Damian Lillard. Funny enough, they both uh, tied with votes. So uh, Luca won the fan vote, which is 50% of the vote. But uh, Damian Lillard uh, won the players and media vote, which is 25 apiece. So they both had 50% of the vote. But the tiebreaker was the fans. So by that alone, Luka Doncic won the popularity contest and became the backcourt starter with, uh, with Stephen Curry. First, uh, before we go on any further, do you feel like it's well-deserved by Luka, or do you feel like Damian Lillard was a little bit disrespected here? Nah, it, I mean, All-Star, technically, that's what it's about. It's and, and the NBA has made it that way for years. It's about making the team and about pleasing the fans. So mm-hmm. he made Lillard made the team, but the fans were the t- tiebreakers. So, like, I'm not mad at it being – Use that way, you know what I'm saying? Since it was a tie and the fans being the tiebreaker, I'm not mad at it. Okay, well, take the fans out of the equation here, and let's actually talk about the uh, the who deserves it, who who earned it more between Damian Lillard and Luka Doncic. Who would you had? Who would you had start? Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I'd still I'd still go with Luka though, because mm-hmm. uh, 
to me, I, I don't want to say Dame's underperformed, but it's like I always feel like they should be their team should be better. Like with him, like well, if that makes sense. Like, how can you be an all-star and always want to be talked about as an MVP when your team is forever at that four or five spot, if that mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, if you want to really go into, like, record-wise, the Portland Trailblazers have a better standing than the Dallas Mavericks. If I'm not mistaken, let me look at the standings right now. Uh, I think they got, like, two or three games on. So, between them, there's a whole five-game difference. The Portland Trailblazers. Oh, yeah. They're uh, 18-10, tied with the Phoenix Suns for fourth and fifth uh, in the the Western Conference. The Dallas Mavericks are 10th at uh, 13 and 15. So they're treading water, and, like, I like Luka and all, but I feel like Damian Lillard is a top-five player in this league, and I think he's a better player right now than Luka Doncic, and I feel like he deserves it more, but I'm not mad at Luka. It, this isn't like a, like a Kobe Bryant or a Dwayne Wade right. at the end of their career getting, like, the legacy vote, you know? That, right. That's what's happening here. Luka is still a deserving all-star, but he's a starter here. So since we're already talking... Like I said, for me... That's uh-huh. what I said for me, like it's just if they didn't make this such a pageantry thing to begin with, yeah, I would I would be more upset about it. But this is a show; it's a do- it's a dog show. Yeah, for it's sure. The pony, you know what I'm saying? That's why I'm not. It is what it is. He's an all star. That's I guess that's the only thing I care about is if they made the all star team. Or not. Yeah. So I mean, let's just since we're talking about Damian Lillard right now, and that's that's and him being an all star. I think it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to be an all star reserve for sure he's gonna yeah. be one of the backcourt guys selected so let's just dive into our western conference uh reserve predictions here rn and uh damian lillard we both got him, right yeah okay uh who do you have as the second backcourt guy with them uh, i actually got mike conley really uh yeah. no donovan mitchell I, I i got him too as a as a wild card wild card i guess yeah but I just think Conley, like, this year, like, his leadership, um, his three-point shooting, everything, like, I think that him being on the floor more and not being injured and, like, actually being out there, mm-hmm. I think that that's what gave them this, this bump they've had. What are they, were they on, like, 20 of 21 yeah. game win streak or something like that? Like, I feel like his leadership played a bigger, a big role in that. Okay, so let, let I'll, I'll let you run down your, uh, your, your entire reserves, your seven reserves, and then I'll give you mine, and then we can go back and forth as to which ones. We can go ahead and skip on the ones we agree. And, like, Damian Lillard, that's a forgetting conclusion. I think that was an yeah. easy pick there. So the second guard you had was uh, Mike Conley. What about your three front court guys? I got uh, – I had Anthony Davis, but I switched him out with uh, with Zion, mm-hmm. uh, Paul George, and Rudy Gobert. Okay. And the two wild cards, you said one was Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell and uh, Chris Paul. Okay, okay. So let's talk about that. Well, what made you decide to take out Anthony Davis? Because the injury. <laughs> like, I had already had a backup just in case. Mm-hmm. But the injury, like, I don't I don't, don't look like he's going to make the, <laughs> make the uh, games. Okay, so, but but for, forget about the injury. Right now, no injury. Because obviously, we see it in the past where a guy is injured. Obviously, he's not going to make the All-Star game. But because they've had an All-Star level season, they get voted in by the coaches or the fans and then later get in, get replaced. So he's still going to get an all-star nod. Do you feel like he's still going to get voted in by the coaches? I, that's the part I'm like, I've been kind of going back and forth on. Because, like, after I dug in and looked at the numbers, like, he's not even having as good as years he had last year. And last year was not a down year, but it wasn't, like, yeah. one of his best years. Yeah. But at the same time, the Lakers are 
they were the one seed when he went out. So like, is at the same time, like, did he take a step back because they added two six man of the year candidates that need to get their touches? Like, mm-hmm. it's so many different things you could blame to kind of slide on. Oh, like, oh. I don't. Well, 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 speaking of that, it kind of reminds, it kind of like sounds similar to the Charles Barkley take that he had on Anthony Davis on, on Inside the NBA, where he's saying that Anthony Davis this year is not an all-star because compared to himself, he's not putting on Anthony Davis all-star level numbers. No. And uh, Kenny the Jeff Smith was like, yeah, but you're comparing him to himself. If you take his numbers and compare it to the rest of the field, he's still an all-star, is yeah. what Kenny was saying. But yeah, no, and he's right. And that's where I was like torn about it because like, yeah, it's not Anthony Davis numbers that we're used to 20 and 11, 10, whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, you added Montrez Harrell, who's a 20 point a game scorer, mm-hmm. eight, eight, nine rebounds. And uh, I was Schroeder, who's like, what was he, 16, 17 points a game too? So like, I think so, yeah. Got to get that ball. The ball can't go. You got to get them guys their touches. Yeah. So, the, you know? but 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 what you're saying is, it, it sounds like it's not a issue of Anthony Davis. It's just more or less he has more help, so he has to. He doesn't have to contribute as much. That's that's how I look look at yeah. it. Because defensively, he's still the still the same numbers. Okay. It's just offense that kind of slid back. So. All right. So let let's let's say let's officially have it since he was already he was there initially for you. Let's give Anthony Davis the nod. And and then Zion will be your injury replacement for Anthony Davis because he's yeah. not going to make the All Star. So let's let's go with that. Uh, so then let's dissect the rest of your picks and go with Donovan Mitchell. We both agreed that he should be in there. He's actually my second uh, backcourt guy along with Damian Lillard. You wanted to have uh, Mike Conley, and we also uh, we also both have Rudy Gobert and Paul George and Anthony Davis. So we don't have to talk about Paul George, Anthony Davis, same thing. Rudy Gobert, I feel like he's a defensive player of the year candidate every single year. Right. And he's a big focal point as to why they're such a good defensive team. In the, they in the last, in the last like, five games, and he averaging, like, 20 and 20 or something stupid Some, like that. Something crazy like that, yeah. He's yeah. putting on 2K numbers. Uh, <laughs> so you think the Utah Jazz are that good that they deserve three All-Stars? Personally, no. Because I think that I don't. I won't believe in them until I see them in the playoffs. But mm-hmm. just going on how these things go – yeah. The best team with the best record always gets the be- the most players yeah. on the team. So that that's why I – and like I said, they, they're all three deserving. I mean, there's no way we can say yeah. it or not. Like we just said with Rudy Gobert, defensive player of the year, Donovan Mitchell still doing his thing, and now a healthy Mike Conley leadership and everything he provides. So, like, yeah, I, I think they do. Like I said, especially if they end up having their number one record when it's all – by the time we get to the break, then, yeah, they definitely deserve to get – Yeah. I, I I think their coach I think their coach uh Ashley has uh has the honor of being the Western Conference All Star coach if I'm not yeah. mistaken so uh so let's say you're put in, you're put in a situation you have to only take three of the Utah Jazz guys which are the two, which two out of the three guys that you pick who's getting snubbed from those three Jazz guys I'd uh, probably be Conley, honestly. Yeah, because uh, I like Conley. Uh, I I was rooting for him to be an All Star back when he was in Memphis, and mm-hmm. I actually wanted him to sign with the Bulls way back when when we needed a back uh, a starting point guard. And I figured if he came over here, he could have gotten the All Star selection that he deserved. Because I honestly, he's one of those guys where he's always felt like an All Star, but never had the All Star recognition or the. Like the participation never was actually selected for an All Star, even though he, he plays he like one. Came in at the wrong time with Steph and all those dudes. When you have and damn all these yeah. point guards ahead of you, like 
he just kind of got the ass into the stick where he came in. Yeah, and then he's in the West, too. It's kind of harder to That's make an saying. All-Star game yeah. in, in the West. Yeah. The East is kind of easier to get in there. We'll talk about the East in a sec. So uh, we both agreed on Paul George. We both agreed on Mitchell, Lillard, Anthony Davis, even Rudy Gobert. Uh, I don't have uh, Mike Conley. I don't think the Utah Jazz, even though they have the best record in the West, deserve three All-Stars. I think they only uh, deserve two, at least, at the very least. Just well, because- what team do you think deserves three? Uh, I don't. I think the only team in the entire NBA that deserves three All Star selections is the Brooklyn Nets. But we'll talk about that. Uh, Going into my wild cards, uh, you went with Chris Paul. I I was torn. I wanted to give it to Chris Paul, but I also wanted to show some love to my boy Devin Booker. Man, he was balling, especially in the bubble. I feel like a Phoenix Suns definitely member has to get voted in there, and I wouldn't be mad if Chris Paul gets in, but. Just because he's the younger guy, and I feel like it'll do more for his career. Chris Paul's already cemented as a Hall of Famer. He doesn't need another All-Star selection. It would mean more for Devin Booker and his career if he gets selected. And it, he'll just enjoy wanting to be there. Like Chris Paul probably has the same mentality as LeBron in, in that they don't want to participate in this game and don't want to even want to be there. Like LeBron said, I'll be there physically, but I won't be there mentally. Sure. So... So I feel like Chris Paul would be in the same boat with LeBron there. And I figured, like, why not give it to a guy that's actually going to enjoy uh, being there at All-Star and actually competing in the game. So that's why I went with Devin Booker. I thought about that, and I kind of wanted to go that way too. But then, like, I took a step back from it. And what the Phoenix Suns have been doing, the only thing that they changed on that roster was Chris Paul. Yeah. (laughs) So that's why, like, to me, he unlocked their entire offense. You got some of the ball handling away from Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. You got a clear general out there running the th- running the show, setting people up. Aiden's playing better in the post. Like that's why I, I, to me, like you said, they got to get a Suns player in. I wouldn't. I don't care which one it is, but I just went with Chris Paul because I feel like yeah, he's the catalyst to the success they're having this year. I I totally agree with you here. Uh, if you look at both of them and who means more for that team, I feel like if Chris Paul's not there, they're not in this, in the fifth seed right now currently. No. I feel like they're battling for the like similar to like Chicago Bulls, and we'll talk about yeah. my Bulls in a sec, where uh, they're battling for that eight, seven, ninth seed spot. Right. Uh, again, no right wrong answers here. Uh, I wouldn't be mad if you go with uh, Chris Paul gets in or Devin Booker, but I feel like a Phoenix Suns player needs to definitely be in there. And I think this would be right. the first time a Phoenix Suns player gets in there since like the Amari Stoudemire, Steve Nash days, if I'm not mistaken. My last reserve here is, I agree with you, I got Zion. I don't have Mike Conley, so that's who I'm subbing out and, like, like excluding from my list. So I think Zion deserves to be in there. I think he's a superstar, and this is an all-star game, and I want to see Zion in there. He wasn't included. Was he included last year? He wasn't, right? It was Brandon Ingram, his teammate, correct? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a toss-up between uh, him or Ingram, but I feel like, just give it a fucking Zion. It's fucking Zion, you know, just, right. yeah. Um, yeah, so we we agree that Phoenix Suns should definitely be in there for sure. You went with Chris Paul, I went with Devin Parker. I don't think there's a wrong answer there. Uh, we both have Zion, so Zion's your injury replacement for Anthony Davis. Yeah. Uh, my injury replacements, DeMar DeRozan from the, from the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs are having a really good season. If I'm not mistaken, they're number six in the Western Conference. They're really good. They're more. They're very consistent. They're a good, consistent team. He's the best player on that team. I felt like rewarding that, especially if it's going to be like via an injury replacement. 
usually the coach or I think it, it, this falls on the commissioner Adam Silver, and he's going right. to pick pick who it's going to be. I wouldn't be surprised if he gives it a the Devin Booker or Chris Paul if they don't make it in, or Brandon Ingram or Mike Conley. Uh, those are all my honorable mentions, but I think DeMar DeRozan is the injury replacement for Anthony Davis. I'm not mad at that. I think I like DeAndre Murray too. I always mess his name up. I think I think that's I like him good on their team yeah. too. Like uh, he's really. I, I think he needs to be a little bit more consistent. But like mm. the two of them together, they've definitely put the Spurs on their back for sure. Uh, I guess another quick uh, honorable mention goes to uh, John Morant of the Memphis Grizzlies and. Uh, yeah. The De'Aaron Fox of the Sacramento Kings, two great young athletic point guards who at one point I would love to see in the All-Star game. Heck, put them in the dunk contest since right. we're going to have it in. I was going to say, my cup would be uh, Shea Gilders-Alexander. Like, uh, oh, yeah. He's a, he's another guy. He, yeah, he's uh, – I know it, it's just his age is really the only reason why he's not going to get on this team. But I think Also, that, the uh, record – they're the yeah. they're number fourteenth in the West. So if their record was a little bit higher, I'm pretty sure he'd be in. And uh, Brandon Ingram too, for real. Mm-hmm. He balling. He's still good. Yeah, he's probably the best player they got from that uh, Anthony Davis trade from the Lakers. Not gonna lie. Oh, by far. Yeah. Uh, so okay, we agree on Damian Lillard, Don, Donovan Mitchell, Anthony Davis, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert, and uh, the last two is when we differ. You have Chris Paul. I got Devin Booker. I put Zion Williamson in from the jump. You put in uh, Mike Conley. And then you have Zion as the injury play- replacement for Anthony Davis. And I give that nod to DeMar DeRozan. Any honorable mentions that we didn't mention? No, that's pretty much it. Like I, like I said, it'll be Shea, uh, Shea Gilders and uh, Brandon Ingram will be my honorable mentions. Okay. Yeah, I had Brandon Ingram as well. And I had Chris Paul. But we've already talked enough about Chris Paul. Uh, so uh, let's jump over to the other side. We're going to go to the Eastern Conference starters. Kevin Durant, the leading vote-getter. He's uh, he's going to be the captain for the East, uh, followed by Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, I, but fun, fun fact here, I was uh, I almost got his spelling correctly when I wrote it down on my notes. And then I Google-checked it, and I just forgot the N in between the U and the, and the M at the end. So I was very close. That just shows that I have too much time on my hands and I'm too much of a nerd when it comes to this basketball shit. I ain't never got his name right. Mm-mm. Uh, <laughs> Joel Embiid, probably the best center in the NBA, right neck and neck with Nikola Jokic. Uh, and then uh, Bradley Beal, well-deserved. Uh, this guy is the first time starting his career. This man is balling. He's become a meme all season long. He's out here putting up performance after performance and his team's still losing. And uh, the final spot, which was surprising to me, I felt like it could have went with him or his teammate. Kyrie Irving started in the backcourt with Bradley Beal. I think it's interesting because it's going to have an interesting dynamic when it comes to uh, the team selection, when they start picking teams. Will KD pick Kyrie Irving? Will LeBron pick Kyrie Irving? Will we see Steph Curry and Kevin Durant? Will we see Steph Curry with LeBron James? A dream duo that I've always wanted to see. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, combinations that could happen there. So I like Kyrie starting. And I thought it was a toss-up between him and James Harden as to who would have been the backcourt guy with uh, Bradley Beal. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I I knew that they were going to pull a hater move and not put James in it mm-hmm. just just because he switched teams or whatever. But if he was in the West, he would have been an all-star. So like, I understand like why they always play these weird-ass games. But, yeah, no, I definitely thought they should have been the starting backcourt for sure. 
Yeah, uh, well, Bradley Beal this season, I feel like, earned the right to be in the starting in the starting lineup with uh, either one of those guys. I'm not mad at James Harden or Kyrie Irving starting. Either one of those guys should don't, be. The only reason why I would have took it too, though, is because we go back to record. Like, even though he's balling, they're ass. So yeah. it's like... I feel like you got to throw a bone at some guys. Like, yeah. like even the COVID... If I was you, gonna say if you're gonna throw a bone, he's the guy to throw a bone at. I mean, if you if you want to go back at your ass records, Kobe has some terrible fucking teams and was still yeah. arguably one of the better players in the NBA, if not the best player in the NBA, and always made a selection. So there's exceptions to the rule, and I feel like I feel like the league just realized Bradley Beal is a fucking beast. He's a monster. He should be on the better team. He should be competing for a championship. This guy is a superstar. Unfortunately, he's on the Wizards. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's <laughs> let's jump to the East reserves and who we think. Uh, I'll start off since I went, uh, uh, you went first the first time. I'll go first this time. I have James Harden as the first reserve for the backcourt. Do you agree? Yes. Obviously, I feel like the the other lock here is Jalen Brown. I think he's probably the, the best player on the Boston Celtics this season, and he deserves to be in the All-Star game, his first All-Star I, I, would have, I wouldn't have been mad if he was a starter over uh, Bradley Beal, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there was even conversations of people having Bradley Beal and Jason, uh, uh, Jalen Brown in the starting lineup instead of either Kyrie or James Harden. Yeah. And I wouldn't have been mad at that either because he's balling. Yeah, and it, it's not even just like his – well, he, he was already a good two-way player, but he's up to Annie on both ends of the court, which mm-hmm. is fucking bananas. Like, for him to be better defensively than he has been, and offensively, he always needed a little bit of work on his game yeah. and just needed to kind of mature. But for him to be even better defensively is the part that kind of surprised me. And, like, yeah, I definitely – I wouldn't have been mad if he was a starter at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, moving on to the front court, I have Jason Tatum. I feel like he's the only lock in the front court for me. Yeah, I got I got Jason Tatum as well. Yeah, so we don't have to waste too much time on Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. I feel like those are self-explanatory. They're two of the better players on the Boston Celtics. They're Boston Celtics are one of the better teams and one of the only true title contenders in the Eastern Conference alongside the the 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. Milwaukee right. Bucks, I'm a little iffy on this season. Um, speaking of them, I have Chris Middleton. I got him as well. Uh, I almost didn't have him in there, but I felt like he's having probably one of his best seasons. He's very efficient mm-hmm. offensively. His uh, percentages on the field are very good. I think he's shooting 51% from the field and 45 from three-point. And the he's their closer, which yeah. is crazy when you got a two-time MVP on your team and you can't even trust him in yeah. the fourth. So. And that, that's crazy. And <laughs> I, I feel like if it's not for Chris Middleton, I feel like the, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are all the way on the bottom of the standings. I, they'd be a seven or eight seed. I can't believe it. And John, I'm literally wearing a Giannis shirt. Like, that's yeah. my favorite player in the league. So, it's, yeah, they would not be they're, – they're ass. Like, I don't understand, like, what it is. I don't know if it was – Do you think it's a – Or, like, I don't I don't get it. And, and what's crazy is that Giannis just re-upped. He just right. re-upped and signed an extension with the Milwaukee Bucks. So, I think the question here is, like – And they added Drew Holiday, too. So, you, I figured their offense would be better. They added a Drew fucking Holiday. But see, I was looking at some, like, advanced metrics and shit. Like, really, what Bledsoe was doing was the exact same thing that, that Drew Holiday is doing. Like, the numbers <laughs> were almost 
exactly the same, like 18, four and four. They were almost exactly mm-hmm. the same per 100 possession or whatever that BR shit is. It was like literally exactly the same. I think the Milwaukee Bucks need a Bradley Beal. I think they do too. I think a Bradley Beal with the Bucks would be amazing. The only thing is, like, I I don't know how you could do it without having to give up Middleton, and I don't think that I don't think that it would work. It would have to be a it would have to be a scenario where they mortgage their future with draft picks. Which who gives you ain't gonna have nothing but shitty draft picks with Giannis and them anyway. Yeah, exactly. Giannis, like, I'd blow it up. Okay, I'd do whatever it takes to get short. So I saved the East reserves for last because I felt like it was gonna lead into more arguments, but we've been agreeing so far so good on like four of the guys. Uh, the final front court guy, I originally had Bam at a bio. This morning and last and going into last night as I was going to sleep, I swapped him out. I took him out and I put in Demonte Sabonis. I felt like I felt okay. Let, let, I feel like you don't agree with me so far, but no, I don't agree with you. I don't I, no. Let me preface it by saying I don't agree with the pick, but I also don't agree that he shouldn't be a like I do agree that he's been playing well enough to be an all-star. Okay. But just in terms of the front court. So right. it was, I felt like the last two spots was a revolving musical chairs between Chris Middleton, Bam Adebayo, and Demacia Sabonis. Uh, I felt like Bam should have been in there because he's putting on good numbers. Unfortunately, his team has been struggling. Uh, they played in the playoffs and there was a very short turnaround for them to go back into the season. They've been dealing with injuries left and right. And they're in the 10th seed, man. Then the ten seed, they're 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 not that far away from making the playoffs. I think they will make the playoffs. But if you look at Sabonis' numbers and Bam Adebayo, their impact on the respective teams right now, Sabonis and the Pacers, they've had to deal with injuries too. But they're the number fifth seed in the Eastern Conference. They're tied with the Boston Celtics for the for that fourth and fifth seed. So they have a similar record, man. And sorry, I'm on that losing his fucking. No, it's it's fine, man. It's no worries. Uh, so I feel like Sabonis, in terms of team record, this is what like it's not the perfect way to. Like, there's no like criteria as to what like you should take into for an All Star selection, but I feel like the numbers and the impact on their teams between Bam Adebayo and Sabonis are even enough to where you have to look elsewhere to decide a tiebreaker, and I chose the team record. I felt like I can't have I can't go an All Star game without rewarding the Indiana Indiana Pacers, which is funny because I'm not rewarding a, a, a Toronto Raptor. <laughs> that, that, that I think that's funny. I'm not giving the Raptor a, a nod here, but I have to give a Pacer a nod here, and I'm going to give it a Sabonis. I think he deserves it. I think he's an All Star, and I wouldn't be mad at you if you snub him for Bam Adebayo. Neither. I'm going Julius Randle. <laughs> so we'll, we'll say that we'll say that because I knew you were going Julius Randle the minute, the minute I brought you in here with your New York Knicks having ass over here I knew you well, and, and it's not just because of that it's just because of the impact that he's had on and off the court like his leadership that he stepped up in I mean just I mean everything about him screams all-star I mean he's he's the heart and soul of this team and especially the type of player that he is and how young he is is normally not the type of player that gels with Tibbs in any way, shape, or form, and I was totally against him being the coach of this team. I think we talked about that. Like, neither one of us thought mm-hmm. he was a good choice for this team, but, like, I don't know if he's changed his ways or what happened if he's just like, I'm. I, this is my last run. I got to figure it out, but these young boys are playing for Tibbs, bro, and, and Julius Randle is at that front front of that. Like, he is 
He's been balling out of control, bro. Well, he's been in the league for a few years. Yes, he's still young, but he's he's he can be considered a veteran almost. He's, he's... But I, I'm I was thinking more like age wise. Like I don't I don't think what is he 26, 27 maybe something like that. Something like that. He's pushing. He's pushing his late twenties uh, or mid twenties. But regardless of the fact, we'll we'll we'll, we'll dissect that a little bit more. So my final front court spot went to Sabonis. You went with Julius Randle. The final two wild card spots, and this I feel like Ben Simmons has to be in here. The Sixers have the best record in the Eastern Conference. He's an All Star. He doesn't have like the point points per game average that you would like to see with an All Star. But his impact on the offensive end with his playmaking ability, his cutting and creating opportunities for teammates and himself, his defense is amazing. He's in the contention for Defensive Player of the Year right next to Rudy Gobert, and that's saying something. I feel like without Ben Simmons, that team doesn't go where they need to go. Yes, Joel Embiid's still going to have his MVP-level season, but I think like Ben Simmons is a key cog to that machine. And Doc Rivers, shout-out to Doc Rivers, man, making this engine work. This combination of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid that we questioned last season is working. Uh, And honestly, I'm all about rewarding guys that don't usually have the stats offensively because it's not just about the offensive end of things. It's all about being a defensive all-star too, having impact on both ends of the court, on and off on the court. And I feel like Ben Simmons is an all-star. I agree. I don't, I mean, you said it all. Like I actually, that was one of my wild cards too. Uh, The final wild card spot here, Zach Levine. From the Chicago Bulls. God damn, me too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I felt like uh, he got snubbed last season. I felt like yeah. he had the percentages to make the All-Star game. It was in Chicago, goddammit. If the cards didn't align for him to make it in Chicago, he got snubbed for a Trey Young who made it in with the fan vote. Uh, nothing against Trey Young. I think he's great. I think well, he's my so- thing is like the same argument with Bill, like, you're not gonna if you're just gonna throw somebody a bone and not look at records like this kid's balling like I mean he's been balling for the past two years you take the second half of last season mm-hmm. into now like he's been it's fucking lights out like he deserves to be recognized for the what he's doing like, what is he 28 27 28 a game 20 six, yeah seven, yeah 28 a game five six assists four or five rebounds like Get that man his get that man his due. Like it's time. Like and dude. what I love is that there's an actual hype behind him being an all-star right. this year. You see guys like Dwayne Wade, a Bradley Beal, who right. he could be in contention for that for that that the like a all-star reserve spot if he didn't make him to a starter. They were in contention. He was saying Zach Levine was an all-star. Everyone's right. saying Zach Levine is a fucking all-star. And not even that, just to me, like his progression from being a dunker and just an athlete. Yeah. And now that 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 motherfucker, he shoot, he gonna hit it from anywhere on the court. Mm-hmm. Anywhere he decides to pull up is a good shot for Zach Levine, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, and the argument with Zach Levine was people were saying that they were empty stats because he was just like stat stuffing, but his efficiency is great. Right. He's he's in that conversation to probably end up in the forty, uh, the forty, the fifty, forty, ninety club. Yeah. And my thing too is like I hate how they pick and choose who they want to use that empty stat bad team shit for like you how are you not you got if you're gonna do that you can do the same thing for Bradley Bill because he's dropping 50 a night with a bunch of bums and they're dragging in the, like, the last seat you know what I'm saying so like yeah I hate how they pick and choose like you can't give it give Bill a pass for it and mm-hmm. then not give Levine a pass because and another thing is too is like their team like you could see it in the Bulls every once in a while like it's not like they're just total ass like every once in a while you can see that there's Something there, marketing always being hurt is really to me 
why they haven't made that stuff up because they can't count on him. Otto Porter Jr. getting hurt as well. Wendell Carter Jr. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're, they're three core pieces. Two of them are hurt all the time. So yeah. it's literally just Zach out there balling by himself. Like he don't have a he don't have a fucking choice but to do these stats that he's putting up because who else on the team is gonna do it? Like that's the part I hate about how how the NBA is so fickle about who they give a pass to and who they don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing. This I'm glad that you have him in there because I don't feel like a homer here in giving him the homer love <laughs> with the, with with him being in there because I felt like he should have been in there last year and this right. year. There's no question that he should totally be in there. Like like you were saying, if you want to compare him and Bradley Beal, you put him on the Washington Wizards, he's probably putting up Bradley Beal numbers. Like, legit, everybody just feels bad for Bradley Beal. And I feel like there's like, oh, he's doing everything he can to win. I'm like, but his uh, user user um, usage, usage rate is higher than Zach Levine. And, but Zach Levine is still putting up similar numbers than Bradley Beal is currently. And Bradley Beal himself said, that Zach Levine should be. So that tells you all you need to know, right there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you even said it. No, nah, probably should be the other guy. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about the final front court spot. You had Julius Randle. You kind of talked about why he should be in there. At the end of the day, was there, obviously there was some bias there, but why didn't you give it to a Bam Adebayo or at the Monte Sabonis or anyone else? Uh, it was between him and Bam, but to me, I feel like the Heat are. And it's not their fault, and I don't like to make say excuses or make excuses, but you can tell that they're just fucking drained, bro. Like, mm. they just did not – they didn't. They don't look like they recuperated from the offseason, which – how could they? Like, because on some real shit, we I – don't, I, I don't think they're getting – they don't get a pass for it or get mentioned enough because LeBron's fucking LeBron with $3 million a year spent on his body. Yeah. So he, he coming in looking like they had two offseasons and shit playing the way he's played. Like, they don't yeah. – like it, that's the part I feel like they kind of get the raw and their stick on, but like this short off season, I think it screwed them up big time. Yeah, and because their whole thing was uh, ju- just their depth, and then they also had to deal with injuries this season, so that's yeah. kind of hurt them as well. Jimmy Butler has been in and out of that lineup, or else he'd be a lock for an All Star starter or reserve for sure. But he hasn't been playing, and then on top of that, I feel like teams have figured out Miami. I feel like they took a lot of teams by surprise in the bubble. Right. And they're kind of figuring them out, and that's what's happening as well. Also, too, I wouldn't be surprised if they give it a Bam Adebayo here as the final front court guy, just because they were in the finals. How can we not have a Miami Heat uh, player that just made it to the finals? They'll use that narrative as to why they want to go ahead and include a Bam Adebayo or something. But any other honorable mentions? Yeah, how come you didn't include a uh, Sabonis? Uh, I included Sabonis at the end of the day. I kind of gave it to him. Uh, he would probably be my. That would probably be who I would pick for like honorable mention. Like I said, it was it was a toss up between those three. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I, Julius Randle for what the Knicks are got going on. Like I felt like again, like you said, sometimes you got to throw somebody a bone and doing that in New York that's downtrodden and that's ass for as long as except for what two years. Yeah. <laughs> Since I've been alive and I'm almost forty, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, throw him a bone, but I would like I said I wouldn't be mad. Like I, I, Sabonis or Bam, like I wouldn't be like, oh, what the hell? Like if either one of them are selected, so yeah. it's kind of a homer pick, but also kind of not like we throwing out bones for the Eastern Conference. Like that definitely, he, him and Levine definitely deserve a bone thrown. Yeah, sure. uh, I will say this. I wouldn't be mad if uh, Julius Randle makes it in there because I think he's fucking balling and he has the Knicks in the playoff contention. I don't, right. like, we can talk about it later. 
uh, at a different podcast, but I don't think the Knicks are making the playoffs. I, listen, I'm a Knicks fan. I don't think they're making the playoffs either, motherfucker. I mean, like, <laughs> as of right now, we are in playoffs contention. So yeah. So got to give some love to Julius Randle. And Randall. your boy, he, he he provided a spark since we got uh D Rose. I know we've been postponing shit, but he yeah. definitely like those first couple games. And he came off the bench, which I was surprised at. So like, I think I think he kind of like recognized that he wants to be a six man role and doesn't want to take that spot from uh who, who's y'all starting? I forgot. Emmanuel Moody. Who? What's his name? Emmanuel something. I always forget. Emmanuel Moody. Moody. Oh, not Moody. It's Quigley. I think, yeah. I don't fucking know, man. I don't watch enough Knicks games to know who the fuck it is. It is. He's from Kentucky. I always get, I always get him and Moody mixed up. That's why I always throws me off. Payton? No, Payton, too. He, he was injured, though. I don't know if he's back in the starting lineup or not. Uh... Fuck if I know, man. Fuck if I know. But, but, but. Shout out to Julius Randle. I, at the end of the day, I kind of want to reward DeMontis Sabonis, give him his second straight all-star selection, because I think he's balling. I think he deserves it, and I'll, there's no wrong answer here. And I wouldn't be mad if they give it to a Bam Adebayo, because Bam no. is one of probably the only bright spots for the Miami Heat this season. Uh, and it's not his fault that they're not doing anything. No, so, like I said, it's, it's, they, they just look worn out. Like, and, that's not their fault. Like, this is a weird-ass time and a weird-ass season. Like, I don't hold that against them mm-hmm. because them, them falling off like they did. Like, it, And it's Emmanuel quickly. I, I don't know why I was coming quick. <laughs> but regardless, I think the Miami Heat do eventually get into the playoffs. They're just not going to have a favorable uh, seating, unfortunately. Right. So, uh, okay, guys. So, those are our all-star predictions. We talked about the starters. What do you guys think? Let us know. Uh, tweet at us. Uh Arn, uh, where where can people find you? Uh, plug uh, your shit, Twitter, man. On Twitter, Mister Eight Nine Eighty Four. Shout out to Mean Jelly Bean Productions on YouTube. Mean Jelly Bean Means on Facebook. Uh, yeah, A R A Eight Nine Eighty Four on Instagram. I'm not really on there. But if you want to hit me up, like I said, we definitely uh, my boy Vince. We're down to talk about anything: wrestling, football, mm-hmm. basketball, you name it. Yeah, I for got, sure. I got a take for you. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, you can find the show using the link tree slash SES Vince. You can find all the stuff there. We have the sp- we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, just basically wherever audio podcasts can be found. And hopefully, we can get this this up on YouTube as well and start the train going for the Straight Talk podcast. And like we mentioned, we're gonna come back with us another episode. We're gonna be doing our Straight Talk midseason awards coming in March uh, during the All Star break. We're going to go ahead and sit down, Ashy, between me, Arn, and maybe a third <coughs> guest. We're going to do yeah. our little, like, voting and determine who in the midseason, halfway through the season, deserves to be MVP, Rookie of the Year, Most Improved, Six Man, The Works. Uh, anything else? Oh, also, check out the Straight Talk, uh, the, the SmackDown podcast. Uh, yes, they recap uh, the weekly wrestling shows. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, you're going to be guesting on uh, Young Kings Wrestling this Sunday. This upcoming week, yeah, for, right? Yeah, for the elimita- Elimination Chamber uh, recap. So, yeah, definitely look out for that. Uh, I am the exclusive uh, NXT recapper for Smack Smack Raw Podcast and for SmackDown Friday night. So, mm-hmm. definitely check us out. Yeah, definitely. Keep the SmackDown NXT feeling alive, man. Keep that vibe going, for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, but, hey, Arn, thank you for joining me. I appreciate you being on the show. This was a lot of fun. I think uh, before we do the Mid-Season Award, I think we should go ahead and uh, pick our own like squads. One of us should be LeBron, the other one should be KD before they actually <laughs> do the 
and we do do like a little mini like mini uh selection Wait, process. Let's do it, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll sim it on two K. We'll sim it on two K and see what team is better. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is a lot of fun. Hopefully, uh, I'm gonna try to keep the consistency going with the podcast. Uh, try to get at least an episode up every two weeks, or at least monthly. I know I said we're on that Brock Lesnar schedule, but let's try to get it more on that rated R uh, superstar edge. Let's get, edge. let's get to that edge <laughs> schedule where I'm here every other week or so. But uh, thank you guys for joining us. Go ahead and follow the show, like I said, on social media. Follow me at SES Vince on Instagram and Twitter and on YouTube. Just literally search up the name SES Vince. All my content will show up. Thanks again. Give this episode a download. Follow me. Subscribe. All that works. Thanks again. We'll catch you guys next time for some more Straight Talk Podcast. Let it go.